This podcast tells the stories behind the craft breweries across the country. I'm Erica. Matt. And sound guy Ryan. And you're listening to an episode of Brewers. Well, hello, everyone. What's up? I hope you're all enjoying your quarantine. Um, I hope you all stocked up on beer before. And more importantly, TP. And TP. it's nowhere. It's nowhere. I you're went not going to th- find it. No, I went to three stores today um, to get food. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll just check. Why nope. not? It was nope. a waste of time. What are you on? You're on your last roll of... Uh, paper towels. Paper towels. Yeah. Not the worst thing. No, but not you know the worst. What? Still. It still isn't. Uh, I did see a great uh, homemade duvet, though. So if you have mm. one of those like hose shower heads, just kind of snake it down to your toilet, and there you go. You know, I would do that, but I also still have to shower with <laughs> right. that. Right? No, that's, yeah. that's that's true. You just like go get a like what is it called a bidet? No, what is it? They have those bidet attachments from Amazon. I mean, Amazon's yeah. still working, right? So Amazon is still working. Yeah, just get it, actually, the duvet. are they? It's better for you, anyways. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they're still doing that thing. Interesting. All right. Well, on that note, please go support your local brewery if you can. They're doing like can growler sales. To go. To go. No drinking on site. Yeah, you can't drink on site. Call ahead. And yeah, if you why not? don't know their hours, a lot of the breweries have changed their hours. That's true. They've cut back. Usually it's like three to eight or something. They're definitely not open very late. So yeah, some, check their social media page to yeah. be sure. Some breweries have even changed their hours where they're open every day, but just for a short period of time. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you have that option as well. Yeah. But Who yeah. else is doing beer to go? Who else is doing beer to go? I think specifically I think our guest. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Henniker. Henniker is doing beer to go. Nice. Yeah, so definitely yeah. check out their social media. Um, you, I believe growlers, they're doing cans. growlers. They're possibly doing cans, but it's new growlers. So if you have a growler from them, I don't believe you'll be able to reuse that. Yeah, you have they're to get trying a new to be one. like extra clean. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, basically, which is awesome. And um, we talked to Devin. And Devin is their head brewer, knower of all. He has an awesome background story. He like went to school in, in England. In England, right? Yeah, like yeah. a super cool. I mean, we talk a lot about it in the episode, so you know, just yeah. check it out. Yeah, it was in um, England, then he went to Australia, and then yeah. he came here. Yeah. So super freaking cool. Um, really great guy, tons of information. He's a major supporter of, you know, employees and the beer industry, of course, and doing everything you can to help. So uh this is a good episode. Yeah, definitely. Like we, we learned we learned a lot. Yeah. During yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Just like kind of thinking of it was it was more of like a marketing thing in, in a lot of ways. Mm, um like yeah. the type of stuff we talked yeah. about was about how you market your beer. Yep. Um so I thought that was just really interesting to to yeah. learn more about and, and he talked in, a lot about his education in England. Yep. And yep. that played a major role in, you know, how he brews today and uh so that's really cool. So but you know. You know what I'm really looking forward to? Ooh, what are you looking forward to? After this whole thing blows over and coronavirus is dead and we can just be like, <laughs> bye, see you later. Um, all the Pink Boots beer that's going to be released yes. because a lot of people have brewed it. Yes, queen. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we'll see Super how that excited. goes. Hopefully, you know, we're only closed, shut down for like the next few weeks and then it'll be warm out and we're mm-hmm. going to drink all of these amazing Pink Boots beers on the patios and it's gonna be amazing yeah i mean worst comes to worst the only thing i could see happening is if the breweries don't reopen in time is they'll package it probably right? allow you to buy it in cans, cans. and growlers et i know cetera. like Rumen, for instance their pink boots beer just came out today great timing Aww. um <laughs> but uh womp, womp. exactly so sad um but anyways, it's actually here and it's out. Um, so they're doing uh, crawlers of the beer. Yeah. So a lot of places probably do that too. So, you know, you can still get some Pink Boots beer and support. Yeah. Just you have to drink it at home. Yeah. I have some yeah. shilling uh, Pink Boots beer in my fridge. Ooh, me too. Whoa, yeah. whoa. It's really so good. That's pretty cool. Um, otherwise, events are canceled. Except for the Everything's virtual canceled, ones. Everything's canceled except for these really cool virtual ones that are coming out. I, we just did the... I don't know if you saw it, but um, the Dropkick Murphys virtual St. Patrick's Day thing. I don't know. Bladed something. Apparently, it's pretty cool. So there's more of that going around. Specifically, Crafted Company. 
they're doing their usual like uh, meet the brewers kind of thing. Only except it's virtually. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. What Thursday is? <sighs> so they'd won Thursday with Barrel House Z, Barrel which was House our C. last guest. Pretty yep. cool. Check it out. Um, and then Friday today they are doing one with Castle, Castle Island. Island. Yeah. So check it out. Hell yeah. What else are you doing? Nothing. No. No. Not really. <laughs> so, you know, check you out know, some virtual yeah. breweries and have a drink with them virtually. Yeah. And if you want another hobby, um, you can learn how to brew Start beer. Start a new one. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, brew beer, make some wine, kombucha, cider, whatever you're feeling. Highly recommend checking out Beer and Wine Hobby. Just saying. Um, free shipping on all orders over $35. And then, you know, we're being super cautious about the whole social distancing thing. So if you want to just call ahead or place an order online, say pick up in store, we can even throw it on the dock for you. So you don't have to come inside. Don't even talk to us. You know, Ugh, I don't want to talk to you either. Um, <laughs> Yikes. Okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. So, you know, we're cool. We're going to help you guys out however way, whatever you need. Um, cause again, what else are you doing? It's the perfect time to brew and start a new hobby. Yeah. Don't do what I'm doing, which is, uh, online classes and call of duty. So, and beer and yeah, my, my, my beer stack is getting shorter and shorter by the day. <laughs> it's kind of sad. I it had like a mountain of cases and well, <laughs> not so much anymore. Womp womp. Yeah. But other than that, I think that's all we have. I mean, yeah. So take a listen to our episode. Um, I know you can't actually go there unless you're in the area or driving by, but get hyped because once this is over, you're going to want to visit. Yeah. And yeah, we you, you highly can, recommend you visit. And you can get their beer in almost every store. Yeah, their store. beer is yeah. really easy to find, especially if you're like in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. They're in all the grocery stores up there. Yeah, well, Market Basket. Anyways, Market Basket, yeah. Um, the City in Seabrook. Um, basically, I think everywhere that Bella Vance distributes to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, easily to find, and, and that they beer is so fucking good, really good. I wasn't sure because I never heard of them. I think they're kind of one of the breweries that have just been all around for a while and that people kind of forget existed because they're not new and cool. Well, yeah, they but were in that beer really is amazing. Yeah, they were in that really weird like in between period when they were right. found. Yeah, right, exactly. They're so, like as old as Sam Adams, but not as young as whatever else. Um, but yeah, the only beer is super solid, very clean, easy to drink, tons of good like classic styles. Yeah, very yeast driven. Yeah, yeah, crispy boys really like. and yeah. yeah, some really solid stuff. So so yeah, highly recommend. So until next week, here's a quick word from our sponsors. And uh, cheers. Stay safe out there during this crazy apocalypse. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap. Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code BREWROOTS for $5 off your first box. Head on over to ShirtsOnTap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. You looking to get into a new hobby? Oh, yeah. Sure thing. Well, Erica, where can we do that? Go down to Beer and Wine Hobby. Ooh. And what can we get there? Everything you need to start your homebrew journey. And we'll help you along that journey by using our promo code BREWROOTS to get 10% off your next order. Visit beer-wine.com to start your homebrew journey today.
Uh, Erica, so where are we? This is a uh, another brewery get for you. you oh have, yeah! You finally passed Knocked me on brewery my gets. <laughs> at this point, I've, I've retired from getting interviews. I guess. It's just me now. No, I'm just <laughs> Must be a good feeling. Yeah, it's a pretty good feeling. And this area actually, to me, has a special part. Like Does special. It? Yeah, I used to ski up at Pat's Peak, which is like. Aww. I feel like I go outside. I can just look at the. You ski. At, at, it is right well. out there. Yeah. <laughs> if you could cross a river, you'd be right there. Yeah, I don't yeah. ski well, but yeah, nice. a lot of time with my dad and my uncle up here, so good memories for me, for sure. Nice. Um, and they did not go to Henniker Brewing because when we were going, this place was wasn't even here? open. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> they were sneaking like Coors Light. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't nice. know. I have no clue what they were doing back then, but um, yeah. Yeah, so if you couldn't tell, we are at Henniker Brewing. And we're saying that, right? Henniker? Right? That's Brewing it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Whoop. Sometimes it's like, no, it's Henneke. Yeah, uh, yeah we say it and they're like, know. ooh, no. no. It's like, yikes. <laughs> um, and we're with Devin. Thank you for taking some time. And we're, if you guys don't know, we're actually doing this on New Year's Eve. So, like, yeah. you're taking some time away from your family to do this. So I appreciate you or doing that. Of course, thanks or for whatever. coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we always start our interviews just asking, like, first memory of beer and uh, your role here at the brewery. So I'm the head brewer here. And my first memory of beer outside of basically stealing beer from my parents <laughs> would be so the operations guy here is my best friend growing up cool. and oh, we used awesome. to just find whatever mix pack and just drink our way through it yeah Sweet. nice it Sweet. used to start with the saranac ones when they used to have mixed six packs oh wow cool yeah, yeah. cool but that was like a big hitter for us yeah so Before you they um, had that pumpkin one <laughs> right, <laughs> like the right. only one you can see now <laughs> yeah. so then you grew up in this area or? uh no northwest connecticut oh wow, yeah. oh, wow. that's awesome that you wow. guys like moved here to yeah together. he was out in colorado <laughs> and then we needed a new ops person and sales yep. manager and whatnot so i asked him if you want to come back cool very so cool. it works really well because you know we've known each other for easy to 15, work together 16 years. right yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's great yeah. perfect um i read a little bit about you before we did the interview believe it or not we prepare Ooh. but um you you cut your teeth in in england i did doing yep. that but mm -hmm. before we get into that um what was like the original plan for you? I'm sure you didn't tell your parents you want to be a brewer growing up. Like it wasn't exactly that, but it was almost that. Cool. So I started home brewing back in high school because I just wanted beer. That's awesome. Okay. I love um, that. Not to interject, yeah. but yeah. like you can homebrew if you're not 21. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I found you could <laughs> buy so the great. ingredients online. Yeah. yeah. And so I just bought the ingredients, had them delivered, and so that worked really well. But started falling in love with beer, and then started finding all the different flavors you can get in it, and all that kind of you know the normal train everybody goes through. Yep. And then went to school for one semester for business, and realized I hated that. Yep. And then started looking at beer schools, but I was underage, so there was only a few in the world at that time that I could go to, and one in England, and the other was Weinstefan, and mm -hmm. that one you had to speak German for. The mm, other one that was wasn't a, an option. Right? Not an option. No, no, no. The other one was a PhD program at the University of Ghent, but you had to be able to teach other students in Dutch. Oh. oh, yeah, so that, so was, that was out of the question, too. Another yeah. scratch that yeah, one off. Yeah, scratch that off. Yeah. So it was kind of limited down to one. kind of <laughs> limited yourself by not learning <laughs> those languages, man. Yeah. That's awesome, though. I mean, I think that's the first time I've heard that, where someone just yeah. was like, this is what I want to do, and they just get into it. So often it's like they go in for like some other crazy degree. And like the, arts or photography. Right, or something crazy. Or and then they're like, I actually like brewing beer. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, so no, was, I that's really feel cool. outrageously lucky, as yeah. cult my buddies say, they always wish they could go back and... Exactly. Like, you know, redo it or yeah. punch their guidance counselor, something <laughs> yeah. along those lines. Definitely that one. Yeah. For sure. Yep. yep. So, <laughs> Brew Lab at University of Sutherland yep. in England. Um, talk about your experience there. Is it a four year course? Or that what is one it is like? a smaller one, and then I'm finishing up my microbio as well. Okay. Oh, cool. So, that is like a brewing program, and then they have a bunch of other ancillary ones through there, and then finish up with microbio. But the way that program was set up was, I think, obviously, we said my options were limited, but it was the best one, I feel, uh -huh. because they taught you how to brew one beer really, really, really well and then changed every variable after that. Cool. Oh, so that's you, really cool. What was yeah. that one beer that yeah. you It was a basically British bitter. Cool. And so you learned to brew this one <laughs> British that. bitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Really well, but then every week you would change, every student would brew the same beer but change one variable. So you'd either change a mash temp, a mash time, a hop of this, that. So you played with throughout the program Everything. hundreds of variables. Holy shit. And how long was the program? That one there was six months to start and then the microbial one built on that. Wow. And then how many days a week was like the six-month program? Seven. Seven. So seven days a week. How often were you brewing? Yeah. Four. Four days a week? Yep. 
Wow. Wow. What do you guys do with all this That's beer? That's super it? cool. A lot of it just got dumped. Just got dumped. Because you, you taste through it. You drank like what you wanted. <laughs> this beer is awful. Because, <laughs> you know, we're also doing a lot of variables that you're like, oh, that's not what you want to do. Yeah. Okay, so you're yeah. teaching like what's the yeah. wrong way to do and it. And so which is really great now because, you know, now a lot of programs, you don't have the ability to say. I feel like that doesn't. Yeah. I've never heard that before, to be no, honest. No, and that's why, yeah. like, looking back now and talking to other people who have been through other brewing schools, like, oh, that's not great. This is much better. Right. Because yeah. so often I feel like you have to try that. At your job, right, right, and then you make those mistake and they dump those massive amount of <laughs> beer or yeah, something yeah. ridiculous. And so, right? like, I look so. back at my notes and I can look back and say, "Oh, what if I do this to a beer?" I have notes on almost every single thing. Right, there. yeah, that's you, super cool. Um, do you help out with UNH with their Bruce? I did uh, a bit with their professional you development did? program. Yep. Cool. Yeah, nice. I saw. I just saw your name associated yeah. with that online. Um, looking up your name. You pop up quite a bit, so I think you guys you give a We're lot stalkers. Of, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you find some weird you things know? about people. Sometimes you find some good stuff. We found all good stuff. Um, so growing up, I mean, falling in love with beer, what was the style or what was the, the craft beer that you were like, well, I want to emulate this? Like, what, 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 were you just like, I just want to, I can't buy beer legally, so fuck it, I'm going yeah, so to. Yeah, so I just basically started just making whatever, and, you know, it was pale ales or ambers or whatever it was at the time. And I didn't actually homebrew that much, probably five or six times. And then it was, you know, done with high school. And then I was off to school, which yeah. was great because I almost entered brewing school with like this love of beer, but basically still being a virgin to it. Yep. <laughs> and then fell in love with everything classic. Cool. And which is so amazing. Love that. Because yeah. again, to talk to about your beerless here at Henniker, there's so many classics and just very simple, well done beers. And I feel like that was specifically missing from New Hampshire when I got yeah. here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So three years ago when I got here, it was the beer scene was good. It's it's much better now. Yep. It was six oh three. Yeah. You can say that. Yeah, <laughs> it was just pretty much but yeah. there's a lot of places that just were not doing classic styles. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted those things to drink, so I had to make them. Yeah. yeah, it's basically you guys and Shillings that are doing those we're, classic styles. We're not styles. opposed to it at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. No, it, it, it's cool to see that kind of, uh, you know, not just the IPA, even though that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> hey, you know, it's really it's good. It's been a while. Ryan's a recovering hophead. It's fine. That's what he said. It's understandable. Um, so England, learning how to brew. Yep. Um, did you brew professionally in England or did you come over here and yep. brew Yep, went to York for a little bit, cool. which was great. And then... Um, and then I moved down to Australia. Wow. Oh. And so I cool. brewed at. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then I uh, brewed at Bridge Lab Brewers down there. Or, uh, yeah, Bridge Road Brewers, which is an amazing little spot. They are basically the model for everything you could ever want in a brewery. Well, if you're ever in Australia, people, yeah. look them so up. So it was like four hours north of Melbourne, on the edge of the outback, tourist town, beautiful, beautiful beers, and basically the first of everything in Australia, which was great. Super cool. Yeah. What brought you there? Just. Australia sure. is really cool, uh, and I want to brew beer. <laughs> a friend that I went to school with had yeah. an opening down there. Oh, jeez, that's so awesome. So she was like, why don't you come on down yeah. and brew, and yeah. did, and it was amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Then domestically, where did you? And then domestically, after that, I consulted for a while. Yeah. So on startups okay. and expansions, and I worked with a bunch of breweries in Connecticut with developing recipes and doing a lot of expansions with people growing and this and that. Yeah. Startup, I think, four different breweries from wow. equipment phase and cool. that sort of thing yeah. throughout Build Out, and then went to Tuttletown Spirits. Cool. Um, I think I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. familiar, familiar with the Hudson line of whiskey at all? Yeah. So yeah. I was their production manager. Oh, get out. So nice. made yeah. whiskey and primarily bourbon and things like that, yeah. which was, yeah. it's so similar to beer because, yeah. you know, the first stage of everything. The process is it. yeah. very similar. Yeah. Which was really fun because fine-tuning whiskey going into the still was a really interesting experiment for getting efficiencies. Mm-hmm. Because on the whiskey side, you're talking all about efficiencies because yeah. if you can get because everything there is aged four years. Right. And so if you can get an extra half a percent efficiency, then in four years you're getting X amount more bottles. Right. That's a <laughs> right. direct dollar amount. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Can we talk about how you and Dave crossed? I mean, Dave yeah. is a entrepreneur, mm-hmm. local government, um, kind of jack of all trades. We hear it all the time. Um, you know, sometimes people opening up breweries who just have the, the purse to do it. Um, it sounds like Dave actually just has the passion for beer. And Yes and yeah. no. Okay. Dave does like beer, <laughs> okay. but Dave has a passion for employing people. Okay, cool. Dave All sold right. his last business. and Which he, was the medical business that used to be It was the medical here, right? equipment supply. Okay. And they were multiple warehouses around the country, this and that. And then he sold it, and then he was left with the warehouse in his hometown. All right. And then he was wondering, what am I going to put into <laughs> it next? And he had people who were talking to him about starting a brewery, and so that's what he did. But he really Easy has... enough. Like, he didn't have to do it. He really shouldn't have, honestly. <laughs> but he really likes employing people. Yeah. Likes giving people jobs. And so, like, 
one of the things he did was make sure that everybody here, after we could afford it, had health insurance before we did other expansions wow. that we should have done. That's actually So instead cool of buying equipment <laughs> that we needed to grow, he said, no, we're going to get health insurance for everybody and we'll grow next year. Wow. So that's yeah. awesome. That's, yeah, so that's he doesn't huge. Really, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really have the passion for beer, but the passion for people. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like not many people actually have that passion, <laughs> no, <laughs> to be no. honest, right? And so it was really, so that's was, really that's different and refreshing, yeah. for sure. That's awesome. Um, so is it kind of like, Dave obviously runs the business founder, all mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, you're the head brewer, yep. brewmaster. How much control do you have over everything, or is it something that... Pretty he, much everything. Yeah, pretty, yeah, much, everything. Yeah, pretty yeah. much everything. He, he, he's there the to... Reins. Yeah, he's there to <laughs> kind of be the figurehead and the founder at this point, yeah. yep. but he doesn't really have too much day-to-day -to -day impact on what's going mm -hmm. on. Obviously, we run every decision by him and things like that, but he's pretty much hands-off on decision-making now. Cool. So does he ever like uh, put his foot down on anything? Or? He says no beer, to yeah. everything one time. <laughs> one yeah. time. One time. Everything, yeah. <laughs> any, any suggestion is a no right away. Yep. And then you talk to him about it and you tell him why and give him the numbers, and he yeah. looks at it and says yes. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Which is actually a great experiment on that itself because you have to make sure your idea is thought out. Right. Yeah. Right. That's probably a good, good point. strategy. Yeah. yeah. Um, talk about Henniker before you and what drew you to Henniker. So Henniker before me, I can't, we've been around for seven years now. I've been here for the last three. Henniker before was kind of a, the old model. They opened mm -hmm. up Henniker at the end of the distribution model being necessary before the taproom-only model was a thing. So it was kind okay. of lost in both worlds. And at that point, everybody was entering distribution, so they entered distribution, but everybody else was. So they didn't grow like a lot of the other small distribution breweries did right. five years before because they had that growth. Right. So it was kind of lost in a little bit of everything. So, And they also, their beers were set up in an old manner, so you had... You weren't doing one-offs or limiteds or any of that, and it was just flagships and, like, one or two seasonals, and that's it. Yeah. Because that was the model from right. 1995. Yep. <laughs> and that's, even though we weren't... Good for 1995. Right. Yeah. And but. we didn't set up then, but it was kind of an outdated model when they opened. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should have done some more research, but either way. Um, so it came on, and it was really fun to kind of look at it and say, what can we do to the place? Because... The building's obviously big enough. We have 30,000 square feet yeah. of space. Wow. The brew house is amazing. They, they, the, everything nice. here is like top-notch, beautiful equipment, all that. But they just didn't dial in their processes yet. Yeah. So it gave me the chance to come in and kind of revamp things, look at the lineup and all that, and redo it and make yeah. it mine. Do you like, did you like the challenge? Was that kind of like a yeah, thing Yeah, because I've worked you, like... for everywhere else that was already doing well. Yeah. I'd never worked for a place that I had to turn it around a right. little bit and yep. kind of had the ability to change everything. Because yeah. like I said, you know, at the distillery, I'm looking at a half a percent efficiency. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. such a minute thing, which is an amazing thing. You have to be really dialed in. Yeah. yeah. Here it was looking at everything from process, launch to market, working with distributors, you know, what are the tap, every single aspect of the business need to be yeah. redone. Yeah. Which was a really fun thing. That's awesome. And that's yeah. a trying thing as a new person to come Very in. trying. Yeah. And it's trying for the other staff that was here too. Because yeah. got this new guy here telling right. us what to do. Yeah. What does he know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And right. so it was a little bit of pushback from this and that. But it, I mean, everything's going really well now. It seems like it turned out okay. Yeah, because yeah, the beer's amazing. Now those recipes that were, we'll say like pre-Devon, right? Mm -hmm. Do some of those still exist today, or how did In you? In theory. Okay, so you um, refined them. I've refined almost Tweak every single thing. Some of them still have, you know, like Hopslinger still has is an uh, Eldorado Forward IPA. Okay. But almost everything else about it has changed. Yeah. Um, but it's still Elder out of such a flavor forward, you know, that kind of weed gummy kind of forward mm, hop yeah. that, that yeah, is yeah. always going to be predominant, but almost everything else around it changed. So a lot of it was really like that thing was really fun for me because switching around the beers incrementally so I didn't piss off the regulars. Right. So they didn't notice the changes. Right. But so every single batch was tasted, see what I wanted to do next. Another change the next batch around, another change the next batch. So everything was really small and incremental. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so I noticed that some of your cans are still in, like, the 12-ounce format, and mm -hmm. then you have some 16th-ounce. Um, was that to keep kind of, like, the old guard familiar with that, or is that a format? It's a very conscious decision on our end because New Hampshire, you're sold in grocery stores for a lot of the higher volume accounts. Um, and so, but we also really like that 12-ounce format there. It is more value. The customer sees more value. New Hampshire is a lot of value-driven sort of thing. So we like to maintain that 999 six-pack for the... 12 ounce format yeah. and also i think something that gets lost with people on grocery store shelves is you can stack two 12 ounce ones on top of each other 
And so you get that little bit more of a billboard That's effect, a good and you point. cannot do that with 16s. Right. Yep. It's true. Yeah. So you I actually, actually have never thought of <laughs> never it. Never know, life. right? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. you get a little bit more of a billboard effect. You actually get more beer on the shelf, and the stores love it. Yeah. yeah. So you guys do that series, like the one-off, um, mm-hmm. and it's escaping me. But off the, the grid. Off the grid, yeah. yeah. Um, is that something that came, like, is that, what are you guys, what is that about? Tell me a so little So that more. was before me, and Good. that was part of that, what I call the outdated model, because okay. it was at a time when you had your flagship, you had your seasonal, and then you had your high ABV series. And so it was this kind of multiple, you almost had to have your beers in different series and lineups. Versus now, today, everything can kind of be blended and doesn't right. really matter. Yeah. Outside of you might have a different look for your, you know, your sour, sour wild, funky kind of lineup. That mm-hmm. might have a slightly different look, but not even so much. So we've kind of manipulated that to be kind of rein back in towards what our look is, but keep a lot of the beers. Yep. So your look's minimal, right? Like yeah. It's not yeah. super, yep. like... Very simple. Talk about that. Do you know who does the can design? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. We do. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It's you guys um, in house. Like so word. we have a friend <laughs> have a uh, that's a friend of the brewery. So we basically shoot him off ideas. He's a graphic designer for New Balance. Oh, and so sweet. he kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And so we send him the stuff and he, we basically have the idea for the name, the logo, what the image is going to be and all that kind of stuff. And he spits back a bunch of ideas. We go back and forth and everything works Very really cool. well. But the idea of the minimalism was the last cans, I don't know if you guys saw pictures of them. Don't they were they very cartoony. Okay. And mm-hmm. a bunch of the design was actually done by the dude who did Joe Camel. Oh, gosh. And oh. so it was almost <laughs> in that vein of cartoony. Interesting. Okay. And it really didn't play with today's audience. No. It was like, kids smoke cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're good for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we didn't really want that anymore. Yeah. And so a little that. bit of an updating. And at that time, you know, again, we were in this massive growth phase of now getting up to all the, you know, close to 8,000 yeah. breweries. So the white space almost speaks more on the shelf. Yeah. I love a good symbol. I mean, I love the artistic cans. Don't get me wrong. They're yeah. really pretty, really cool. But I just love... Looking at a can and knowing exactly what it is at first glance, I don't have to think about what brewery it is. I don't have to think about exactly. what kind of beer it is. It's just, that p- okay, that's what I want. Exactly. I, I don't have to p- think about it. <laughs> I had that problem with it to the extreme, though. Single cut, for example. Right, single cut. There's I just got very some minimal, for Christmas. But I couldn't figure out what Too beer it was. Yeah. I, yeah. no I never what know is. what kind of beer it is. So it takes me a half hour to figure it yours out. Yours is effective. It tells you what beer it <laughs> yeah, is. Right so away. ours yeah. always have the same format with a name, a style, and a small either story or description on the back. That's it. Nice. Perfect. And so you get done the info, <laughs> but in a minimal way. Because yeah. I want that info, and I want you to know it's from us. Right. And so, again, for us, it was like the graphic, the beautiful artwork cans. Those are great. Yeah. But they don't play, again, in our kind of distro model. Right. Because we have to stand out on the shelf more in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if we can have that white pop at you, it's better. Yep. So growing up as a, well, cutting your teeth in England, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're using English malts, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yep. where are you getting your malt out of? Um, we use probably 95% of our malt comes from Muttons, which okay. is in Stowe Market yep. in England. Yep. And I absolutely love their stuff. Um, actually, their distribution hub is in Mass. Cool. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. They, Super convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're great because they're supplier direct. So mm-hmm. they ship direct from England to them, and we order straight from them. They don't work through a third party, which yeah. awesome. is great. Yeah. So we're close with those guys. If I have... Any ideas I want to bounce back off of, I can just call the guys in England, bounce an idea off of them. Their technical guys are great. So it's a really nice partnership relationship there. Yeah. Speaking of that, I always ask, because I work for a homebrew shop, what is the difference in your mind between the crisp floor malted uh, or the, like, the Maris Otter floor malted or like, just the regular Maris Otter? The story. Well, what do you like better, Yeah, I guess? no, the story behind the it. The story behind it. Okay, if you okay. can tell the story of floor malting, it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. If you That's can't cool. tell the story of floor malting, then you get nothing. Because, you know, beer is so complex of so many parts. Right. The fact that it's floor malted means nothing, really. Yeah. But if you can tell the romantic story of floor malting, oh, it's beautiful. But yeah. realistically, if you're talking about all the balance of everything else happening between the malt, if that's not just the only one you're using, the yeah. other thing in there, the yeast, the, all these things. Right, right. The concept of the floor malting gets lost. And the flavor profile of what might be the difference yeah. gets lost. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Yeah. So there's, there's a beautiful story behind it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to share that off there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a long yeah. one. <laughs> um, kind of getting into like the nerdy aspect. You said you have a beautiful brew house. What are you guys brewing on? Uh, it's a Metalcraft 15 barrel. Um, so they went out of business a little while ago out in Portland, Oregon. They tried expanding too fast and they went out, but gorgeous equipment. And it operates on a crazy high efficiency for a small setup. Yep. And so we have that and we have... Seven 30-barrel tanks and 315, so reasonable size. So that's how you're able to keep up with distribution. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yep. yeah. So a really happy size brewery. Like, I really like working on it, and nothing is automated. And that's one of the things I love about that's it. That's pretty cool. Is that everything is, you know, your hands dirty. getting your hands dirty. 
Yeah. No. I don't remember if uh, we talked about it here, but I know we talked about it before. It's like where are you getting your hops from and everything. All over. They're, you know, yeah. anywhere from Washington, England, to mm -hmm. Germany, to Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. So kind of wherever yeah. it is, I feel like the beer needs that hop from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what about your, um, your wet hop? That you that have one, the wet hop Kolsch. So we have a really good relationship with the hop yard in Maine. Cool. Ryan yeah. and Terry and those guys up there, we love working with them. We have another beer called Trail Buddy that is actually going out to a huge distribution this year. Um, and that's all Nugget from Maine, which is this amazing thing because it doesn't taste like Nugget from anywhere else. You get this really sweet, almost lime flavor from it where a lot of Nugget elsewhere tastes like earth and dirt. Mm. This <laughs> one just really pops of lime. Cool. Yeah, and like really almost cool. candied lime. And so that beer is a 3.8% uh, oh, wow. like English summer ale, and it's gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You, really nice. you guys don't have a lot of beers that punch you in the face. I think your IPA is the highest. It was know, really good. Or the footy pajamas. <laughs> but, I mean, you have beers that are really sessionable. Yeah, right? yeah wow. most of our beers are going to keep in that really under six, yep. but really under five and a half for most of them. Is so in that sessionable kind of thing, in the idea without saying we're being hamstrung by it, yeah. Which is a beautiful thing, but we like to brew some of the high beer ones. <laughs> right. Does that come from your brewing in England? Just I think it comes from a bit of brewing in England, and I think it comes a bit from growing up in New England. Okay. Because anywhere in New England, you have to drive to socialize. Right. So if I'm going to drive know. somewhere, then I can only have a few. <laughs> and if I'm hanging out with a friend, I don't want to have just one beer, because yep. then I'm done in an hour. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We talked about that off air, but we talked about you know a lot of breweries are doing these crazy... 11, 12, 13% uh, porters and stout, and you guys are brewing a... 5.2. Yeah. Yep. Um, and still finding success in that. Absolutely, yeah. And that's a flagship. So it, is, it is a flagship, and it's the fastest growing beer in our portfolio. Why do you think that is? I think because the market really still loves dark beers, but they like to drink them. Yep. You don't always want to taste just booze in it. That's great. <laughs> we make some Imperial Stouts, too. That's beautiful. But for your day-to-day, -day, there's a lot of people that yeah. actually still just like to drink dark beers every day. Yeah. For sure. In a market saturated by New England-style IPAs, um, you only have one. Yeah. How we do have you one, survive? yeah. <laughs> um, how do you guys survive? Yeah, exactly. How do you survive? Um, and I said that in air quotes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we know that. They're fun to do. We love them still. They're not my favorite style to drink, but we literally... We, me. We just... <laughs> We just canned this one last Friday, and I drank it, and I'm like, I really wish this thing was like 4%, because yeah. I'd probably drink this all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's just, again, the high ABV bit of that. But for most of the New England IPAs that we do, which is only two at this point, mm -hmm. they're almost all really dry and drinkable. Yep. So that, that's kind of where that plays in that realm for us. But honestly, I don't know if maybe it's a bit of New Hampshire, maybe it's a bit of our following. But we get a lot of people that actually like the variety. So the number one thing that we get when people walk through the door is, I like that you have a lot of options of styles. Yeah. That's awesome. I think yeah. that is a New Hampshire thing. To yeah. Be yeah, like, we it, see that a lot. Yeah, with it's really just like New Hampshire, some parts of Maine. Like if you go further north, um, but in Massachusetts, you never see that. Right, you, you wouldn't know? see that no. in maybe like in more of an urban area, dense yeah. area where yeah. it just doesn't play as much. Yeah. But here, it's great because it's what works here, and I, yeah. like we could probably make an only New England IPA brewery work here, but that's not what people want. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. We knew it. I feel like in New Hampshire, I mean Massachusetts, there are countless breweries where you have to wait in line to get beer. Um, is that something Henneker's about? <laughs> or no, any, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. So again, I think partly because I don't want that. Yeah. And also the other thing is. Like I said, we, we made mediocre beer for a long time. Yeah, so you're yeah. building up the so name. So we're, we're building Rebuilding, the name. And of, yeah. where, like, no one's going to go wait in line for a place that you didn't necessarily love before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you do that? Right. So it actually, I think, works well for us now because beer is so hospitality-driven now, whether you mean to or not, that I don't think lines are very hospitable. Yeah. There's very few places that can do a line and you feel great about standing in line. It's true. It's yeah. actually a really good point, yeah. yeah. I have friends that work at Trios, and I will not go to Trios. Yeah. No, no. There's yeah. a special art yeah. to making a line feel hospitable. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Cool. Um, so I guess kind of just talking about your names, where the names come from for your They're friends. basically done by committee. Yeah. So we have a naming thread that, you yep. know, if we're looking for something, it either starts with a style or sometimes someone goes, I want to name a beer this, and then we kind of backtrack, and that gets held somewhere until we need a name for something and cool. say, oh, that will play in that. Yeah. But most of the time it's, we have an idea for a beer and then it takes months and months and months to come up with a name. 
It doesn't really for I know for some people they just say they have a name right away. It yeah. does not work like that for me. Yeah. Yeah, I am, no, you don't hear that very often. Yeah, actually, no, yeah. we hear mostly like there's an Excel spreadsheet somewhere with yeah. like all the names. Yeah. Not very good at it. It's, yep. it's really difficult to find a name that's going to fit. And most names yeah. sound awful until you finally pick them. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I really liked, like, the damn sure. Like, even when you go on your website and ask you if you're 21, you're like, damn right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like, how did that come? Like, so New Hampshire like, for so damn funny. sure is a phrase. Yeah, my yeah. girlfriend yeah. lives in New Hampshire. Okay. She so says New Hampshire for damn New sure. New Hampshire yeah. for damn sure is All the right. thing. So we're basically just, you know. We're really proud of being a New Hampshire brewery. Yeah. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure, yeah. Yeah. So being that thing was really, you know, like we talked about before, that sometimes New Hampshire got kicked around a little bit because we're Mm -hmm. surrounded by so many good beer states. True, Mm -hmm. true. But we're really happy with what we're doing. Yeah. So we're proud of being a New Hampshire brewery. Great. You should be. Yeah. Um, All right. So I want to kind of get to know you Mm -hmm. a little bit more. It sounds like you, we typically ask, like, what's your five-year plan? It really sounds like you're in the middle of your personal five-year plan with Henniker, but before we get into that, like, what other growth do you want to see in the next two and a half years? You've been here for three. Yeah, so kind of not more of the same, but really growing the way we're growing and say we're rebuilding the brand and so getting people more in tune with it. So we're getting more and more people coming in and saying, you know, I'm stopping in because I went to this bar and I know I can always buy whatever style it is from you and we're happy with that. Yeah, That's, That's awesome. Cool. That's, That's a good, good thing yeah. to be known yeah. for. And sure. so like originally... A guy was like, oh, yeah, you can only make hoppy stuff because that's all they're going to trust from any brewery is just hoppy. And I'm like, right. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's at the point where it doesn't matter what it is. Bars are now, we're getting people saying, I'll just try it because it's yours. That's good. Which that's is awesome. That's actually really awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I want to kind of go down cool. that road more and figure, you know, kind of showcase a lot of these classic styles to New Hampshire that maybe got forgotten about. Hmm. We also do a bit of making up styles. Um, <laughs> so a favorite beer of ours is called 48 Flags. And it is a American mild. Okay. Yeah, that so doesn't exist. Yeah. 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 It's really just a British bitter, yeah. but right. you can't sell a bitter. Right. So right. we just called it an American mild because if you put America on something, it sells. Yeah. yeah. That's and smart. So, very good point. Yeah. 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 And so that beer is an absolute favorite because it's a British bitter done with Cascade. That's yeah. great. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Oh, so more of just like, you know, really giving New Hampshire and wherever else the kind of styles that we feel passionate about and we love and that sort of thing is really where I want to be and just keep building that following. Do you guys play with any sours or gozas at all? Yeah, we usually have. Actually, it's not that right now, but we usually have at least one on tap at any mm-hmm. point in time. We do yep. a sour throughout the whole summer called Sour Flower. Kettle sour? Kettle sour, yeah. Yep. We don't do any longer term okay. thing yeah. here yet. It's frisky. It is <laughs> yeah, risky, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for the kettle sour for us, like that's an absolute favorite because it is just a dry hopped kettle sour. Nice. But I think there's such a world that we haven't started playing in yet with what exactly acidity does to different hops. Because this one yeah. is a mosaic and mandarina hopped one, but you would never peg it as mosaic because I think the really low acidity takes out different compounds out of that hop, so you wouldn't necessarily nail it. So you can come up with all these different unique flavor combinations, but we don't know what they are yet. So that's like a really right. fun kind of thing to play with. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Erica, you want me yeah. to Yeah. No, I had... Oh, yeah. Um, what is your favorite beer to brew? Do you have a favorite... Is it the ESB? <laughs> no, not really. Um, I like brewing anything new, okay. kind of. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like our coal shops, we love to brew that. That's like yep. probably my favorite year-rounder to brew because it really is a lot more intensive and it being... It's a harder f- beer to brew. Yeah, only you. being yeah. 4.6, you have to really make sure everything's perfect on it. And just being so flavor neutral, really, you have to make sure everything's dialed in. But other than that, trying out new recipes is always fun and kind of seeing what you're going to get out of that. Yeah. Yep. What's the most important part of brewing? Hmm. So there's a couple different angles. I always say the yeast. Okay. And so... So not cleaning. No, that, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> sanitizing. Yeah, yeah. Definitely sanitizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the yeast? But I always think the yeast is. Yeast gives so much of the flavor if you want it to. You yeah. can always pick a neutral yeast strain and not have it attribute flavor. But the ways I do my beers, almost all of them are going to be a yeast-driven beer. Even like the New England IPAs yep. are yeast-driven beers. So like the footy pajamas with getting banana flavor. Yep. yep. But like Space Race, for example, I would say probably about 80% of that flavor is from the yeast and not from the hops. Really? Yep. Awesome. I would so, actually agree with that. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ryan. That's really cool. It's really, it's <laughs> at the, so most New England IPAs are hopped at, say, X. We are half that on ours. Wow. wow. Because I'm looking for the yeast to be expressive in it. And yeah. so it's a way of almost getting me to make other people accessible to fermentation flavors yeah. by presenting in an IPA. I know that's nothing new. Like, people do do that right. already. 
but I like to do that like and then give them. Not so much. I think it's even less popular to do that. People yeah. are so much more about like the hop flavors. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. and punch with all these hops. And like you're saying, use half the hops that yep. you would elsewhere. Um, that's probably efficiency that's really too. Cool. It's good for yeah. Cheap, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, a lot cheaper to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why yeah. like, I think also when I like, I cost out our beers, I don't look and say you need to have a $24 four pack because I don't use that many hops. Right. I don't have to do that. Right. right. That's really cool. Um, and like you're saying, your beers come out tend to be a little drier, which yeah. is also really much, awesome. Much, much drier. Yeah. I think drier really makes like drinkable. Yes. Exactly. I agree. Totally agree. Um, sweet tends to be, I don't know, for me, just kind of like, I don't know. It's, Sweet's great for four ounces. Right, yes. right, exactly. Yeah. And it was ingrained in yeah. my head from when I was in brew school that if you make a beer that a person doesn't want a second of, it's a bad beer. Yeah. You shouldn't that's always. Good, yeah, exactly. Beer. Easy enough. You shouldn't always yeah. have a second beer of it. True. If it's 10, 10% but. or whatever, but you should want that second one. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. That's good, like, kind of marketing, like, sales-wise, yeah. too, right? Yeah. So so oftentimes we romanticize the idea of brewing. What's the shitty part of brewing? Cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hands it, it's cleaning, but even more so than that, meetings. Mm. Oh, I Way love, more I than that. meetings. Meetings are the worst. Oh, meetings, I agree. My meetings are the absolute Couldn't worst. Couldn't this have been, like, a text or an email? Yeah. Or like, <laughs> you know. Nope. Did nope. we have to meet? And so this? that's so much of here is that, you know, yes, I am brewing all the time and all that, but you're figuring out projections and what are we looking to do to switch things and this and that. That's fun and all that, but I, I don't want to sit. Yep. I'm yep. not very good at staring at a computer. Yeah. So you talked about, you know, or we talked about uh, how you want to improve the company. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? Like, what do you want to improve on as like a brewer or just someone in the company? So I'm basically always trying to learn more. Mm-hmm. Um, going through my PhD program now. Oh, wow. So trying to get that. Thank you. (laughs) That's hard. Um, Yeah. yeah. So basically always trying to learn more about beer. What else can be figured out? And so much of that is in the beers that I'm doing. So a lot of the experimental stuff we'll do, I'll try something new that I've never done before. So that's always a challenge and something new. And just figured new things out. For curiosity's sake, what program are you taking? Are you like at Siebel? I don't know if they do a PhD. No, they don't. No, it's through the school that I went to in England. Oh, okay. Very cool. Wow. Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. That's (laughs) very cool. Very tough. Yeah. <laughs> Especially doing this because this is not a this is not a forty hour a week no, job. No, no, it's not. No. But yeah, so it's it's really fun. Always trying to keep learning something yeah. new. And brewing is so there's such you know, an intensive kind of thing on everything. You can always learn something new. Yeah, yeah. For it sure. could be anything from, you know, whether it's ester development to how does a solenoid valve work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whichever way you want to take it, there's something new to learn. Yeah. yeah. Probably because something's breaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You have to be a repairman for yeah. sure. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So, Devin, I want to get to know you more. Uh, is there music that you listen to when you're brewing? Probably anything from, like, Alabama Shakes to, like, right. Talib Kweli. Yep. Nice. So, full nice. range of anything from, like, Super Blues to a lot of, like, conscious rap. Yeah. 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 No, that's a great <laughs> little uh, <laughs> variety there. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, I guess I'll just ask. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, what's in your fridge at home? Like, who do you get in- inspiration from? Inspiration from Fridge at Home. Um, a lot of low fills. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of Belgian <laughs> yeah, right? stuff. Okay. Again, Yeast Forge. That's yeah. kind of like my happy place. Yeah. It's like have some St. Bernard's Triple. Um, mm. Always Allagash. Yeah. Pretty much always. Um, and a lot of Genesee. Genesee. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. The cool. cream ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of Genesee. That's yeah, <laughs> the only, what is that? The only American style ale. That's, that's what people say. Like, it cream was, ale, I yeah. think. Yeah. Until New England IPA. Yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah, but other than that, it was, it, was, it was cream ale, yeah. Yeah. Would you say, is that like kind of your guilty pleasure beer, or do you have a guilty pleasure beer? I wouldn't call it a guilty pleasure, because okay. I sing my love from the rooftops. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, do, you uh, have, do you have a guilty pleasure, though? Do you have a beer that... I guess it would be that one, because yeah. it is still, you know, like three bucks a six-pack. Yeah. But I actually think it's love one it. of the best-made beers. It's good. Yeah. So, and nice. they also... Um, they actually have a Schwartz beer out right now. Ooh. That is what? insane. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. And it's the kind of thing where if they made more of that kind of thing, they'd shut down everybody else. Right. Oh, wow. Because Holy it's shit. this amazing Schwartz beer that you could stack up against anybody's for eight ninety nine a 12 pack. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, they have the interest. Where There's can someone we find there. this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is they that actually, market basket? Uh, Tim, the head brewer, is was the ex-head brewer at Dogfish. Oh, okay. So, like, they have a really, like, really strong staff of brew house people, but yeah. it's, yeah. They, it's focused on the, the cream ale. It right. is, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the first brewery you ever went to? Hmm. If you can recall. I have no idea. 
What's the first brewery you went to that you remember? <laughs> uh, actually, it was probably brewery in England because everything else I was underage. Oh, right. That so makes the first sense. breweries I went to were probably yeah. just places I was doing like the day stages kind of thing there. Yeah. That would have been it. Other yeah. than that, I was underage, so I don't know if I went to any other than, like, you know, maybe a brew pub with my parents or right. something. Yeah. Right, Yeah. But everything that would have been right away when I was at school. So, nice. England, how many years were you there? So you said six months, with it, but how, how long were you in England? Four. Four? Yep. So you left what year? Five or six. 2005? Yeah. 2005. So you came back, what, 2000, 2010? 2009 to Australia. So you came back to the United States, what, 2009? for yeah. about three months. And then, and then left again. And then when did you come back for good? 2012. 2012. So in yeah. that period of time, you saw the beer scene really kind of suck. Yes. And then come back and it was kind yes. of like... <laughs> so like when yeah. I... It's kind of weird, right? That, right? Like, yeah. So you kind of missed this shitty When period. I <laughs> left the U.S., there was 900 breweries. Yeah. And then when I came back, oh there was God. 900 breweries in California. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's it's a very different world. To think about. Yeah. That's so you, crazy. You brought the, ba- the good back, I guess. I right? did. Yeah, it was yeah, great yeah. to come back to a good beer scene, yeah, yeah. which was really fun. But talk about the English beer scene compared to... So, totally different. Again, yeah. new, Ooh, different world. There, at that time, it was cask beer. Yeah. And so, traditional. So, you had newer, like, you had either basically modern breweries, lager breweries sort of thing. And you had traditional, which was your ones that had been around for a really long time, making primarily cra- cask beer with some bottle, but that's it. But now, the craft beer thing there is huge. It, it, is it? It rivals here. Wow. Really? As far as... And so, I mean, they've switched to mainly keg. Okay. So you still nice. get some of the traditional that still do some on cask, yeah. but it's American craft beer in there now. That's crazy. Are there more breweries instead of just like pubs? pubs. Uh, yes. There's a, uh, so pubs were closing at record rates. Wow. Like okay. multiple, multiple, like five yeah. to ten a day wow. for the last oh, five, shit. six years. That's yeah. insane. And last year was the first year, or this 2019 is the first year it's been stagnant. Okay. But because it was ten closing a day in England, which, you know, is yeah. rather a lot. Yeah. But... Part There's of like that. 15 on each corner. Though. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it was a little bit of, you know, calling the herd kind of thing. Yeah. But it's changed also how people drink because mm-hmm. people start drinking at home more like we do here. Yep. Right. That f- when I was there is a very different thing where the price of a beer at the grocery store is the same price at a pub. So wow. you might as well go to the pub. Okay. So you might as well go hang out with your buddies right. at the pub. Right. Where it was not cheaper. Where here you can buy a six pack for the same price as beer. Yeah. So that, it was, you know, it didn't matter as far as price-wise. I don't know how that's adjusted now. I'm sure something has had to change right, for right. them to start drinking so much more yeah. to go. Yeah. That's interesting. I never, that is interesting, yeah. 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 I never thought of it that way. So it's a really interesting. And also, it's a different world where the U.S. is one of the only countries that we tax on volume. Most other countries tax on ABV. Yep. Yeah. So True. your higher ABV ones cost more. And so you are there drinking lower ABV ones because they're you're, cheaper. They're you're, cheaper. And you're also there to drink a few. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Holy shit. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot on this one. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Um, so you guys are pretty successful. You said you're in every market basket. Every market basket. Every And for people who don't know who listen to market basket is like our. In New Hampshire. Winn-Dixie. Uh, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I don't Place know to go. Get there, your yeah, groceries food and lion. your beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's your budget grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. More for your dollar. More for your dollar. That's <laughs> yeah. it. But to be in that is like a big thing. I mean, there's a market basket in my town and there's nothing else. So it's, it's, right. it's a very cool yeah. thing. Yes, and we also do like to say that we're in all the market baskets in Maine. Cool. Ooh. Which I believe is one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's all right. You don't have to say that part. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but how do you stay relevant? Like you said earlier, though, being smacked down in the middle between... Massachusetts, Vermont, and Maine. And a time period when New England hazy IPAs is so popular. Yeah. So it's not really intentional, but almost a zig when they zag kind of thing. There you go. So yep. our best selling beers out of state are Kolsch and Porter. Good. Why am <laughs> Love I? Love it. Yeah. Love it. Like, why am I going to try? Like, yes, we do send a small bunch of like Hopslinger or flagship IPA to Maine and things like that. But why am I going to compete against all of the IPAs there when we don't have to? So right. I'll send things there that maybe they don't necessarily have a ton of, yeah. which is low ABV dark beers. Yeah. That's awesome. So we can play a little bit with that. And so, you know, sending our specialty stuff where it kind of rings differently there. Yeah. For sure. The uh, New Hampshire beer scene, if you were to describe it in a few word sentence, how would you describe it? One word, growing. Okay. And Love I it. think growing not necessarily in volume because yes I, I we do have more breweries now than we did before but growing in quality cool um there's a new brewery near me so i live in bosco and just north of concord and there's a brewery up the road in franklin and 
honestly, I was a little gun shy of trying a lot of new breweries because a lot of them are not new. great. Yeah. Just, and that could be anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You go to a new brewery, a lot of the time they're just yeah. not great in their first few months. For sure. But went there twice within the first few and really impressed. Cool. And so, like, you don't get that often. They're no. killing it. And so that's now been the case with three new breweries I've tried in the last few months. Yeah. That's awesome. With nice. that growing, though, does that change your business model of competition-wise? Not really so much. I'm not I'm, too sure why. Not yet, Maybe yeah, it yeah. should. Yeah. <laughs> um, because what we're doing is working right now. Cool. Like, I'm really happy with the beers we're putting out. I'm really happy with the bars that we're in and going to and the kind of growth and whatnot that we're having. So, yes, maybe that does impact us a little bit more, but really happy with where we're at. Yeah. So how's the community in New Hampshire? Because, like, we talk to people in Massachusetts or Maine where, like, they're out of hops or a yeast or malt or whatever. They call up their buddies down the road, be like, hey, I'm out of this. You have any? Like, yeah, we'll drive it right up to you. Do you oh, see, yeah, absolutely. Do you see yeah. any of that? Yeah. There's a lot of that camaraderie. Um, it almost probably takes a little bit more planning in New Hampshire because yeah. everyone's so Distance far. Distance-wise, yeah. right? <laughs> so everybody's so far. So, yeah. like, the guys, Litherman's and Concord, we're good okay. buddies with those. Yeah. We use one of the same yeast strains. Cool. They had some, you know, basically they were a lot smaller, and so they couldn't keep a yeast alive generation upon generation. Gotcha. Yeah. So they were borrowing from us a bunch of times, just gave some malt to a brewery in Meredith. So it's, it's really, really communal still. I love that. It's a really yeah. tight community. Yeah, you that. don't see that anywhere else. No, it, it's, it's just crazy. the brewing industry. Yeah. 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 Cool. So cool. Uh, I have out of questions, believe it yeah. or not. Yeah. No, I, me too. That was We've learned great. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where can we find you guys on social media? Uh, I think it's Henniker Brewing on Instagram. I don't believe we're really on Twitter. Yeah, we aren't either, so yeah. don't worry. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> Facebook is just look up Henneke Brewing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Our yeah, website, yeah. don't look at it. It's yes. being redone. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, and then physically, where are you guys located and what off, off of a major uh, highway? 129 Centerville Road in Henneker, and we are off of uh, 89. Cool. Yeah, yep. so definitely. Right off of 89 yeah. on the way. Everyone's way to and from Vermont yep. or. Literally. Yeah. The ski yeah. area. Mm -hmm. The yeah. ski yeah. area is right there, so. Stop on your way up, grab yep. a growler, then fill it up on your way back. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> grab a. Grab a six-pack. There you go. Or that's Growlers too. are yeah. updated. Right? They are. Whatever. Okay, you guys. <laughs> cool. Uh, that's awesome. So thank you. Just Thanks for coming this. out. No, my pleasure. Uh, the last my question. My question? Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, what are you most proud of? There's always a That is a tough one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most proud, of, I think, might be the thing that we touched on before, was that people coming in saying, no matter what the style is, they know they can trust us. That's actually that huge. Is a huge thing so to be that proud that of. for really me is probably awesome. the biggest thing to be proud of is yeah. that just it's people that maybe don't know beer styles or don't know anything about that style. Because yeah. I could give someone a check dark lager and they don't know anything about it, but they're saying now from us that they'll try it. Yeah, that's huge. That's so important. That, yeah, yeah. So cool. that for me is probably the thing I'm most proud of. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. Well, Devin, thank you again. This thank is New you. Year's Eve. Now let's go home and eat some good food. Stay up till 1 a.m. No, I'm going to bed before the ball drops. <laughs> well before, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. You have a big hike coming up tomorrow. I do, so yeah, Good tomorrow, luck on yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. And then awesome. uh, we'd love to touch base with you again in the future. So. Absolutely. So cheers. 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 Thanks, cheers. guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to this great episode with Devin of Henniger. Um, it was super informative. Yeah, we learned a lot. Yeah. And I look forward to going back there to have something on draft. But Ooh. I also look forward to going there and getting some growler fills. Some cans to go, if you will. Yes. Yeah. No, really cool episode. Great guide. Tons of information. So I hope you enjoyed this one. And of course, please make sure you're going out there and supporting your local brewery in any way possible. Cans to go. Buying beer from craft breweries, from your local liquor store. Whatever you can do to help. It's super well, helpful. Yeah, and you know what also would be helpful is if you go on Podchaser what, and look what? up Brew Roots Ooh. and listen to our past episodes if you are still catching up and go ahead, rate, review, and leave, uh, leave us some feedback because we always want to improve. We don't know everything and we know that. So well, do that thing. I obviously know everything. Obviously. She's full of herself. <laughs> it's okay. It's cool. But stay tuned. Next week, we have an episode with 1766 up in New Hampshire. It is a wild ride. A wild ride. Yeah. No, it was fun. They're awesome. They're fun guys. Really just an enjoyable episode. It's really just what we need right now. We need a good laugh. Yeah. And they're going to give that to you. Oh, yeah. Next week on Friday. Sick. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>